Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mom Hour. We are doing another special More Than Mom episode um, like we've been doing every now and then. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing great, and I am loving the feedback we are getting on these episodes. What's funny is it feels like we're getting even more feedback than we usually get on our regular episodes, but I think it's just because we talk about such random stuff that people have opinions about. And so... They chime in on social, so it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. Thank you to everybody who said they like these. Um, Several people have said they really appreciate that we kind of separated them out from our Tuesday shows, which are about parenting. Um, So if you're brand new and you haven't figured this out yet, every Tuesday we have kind of a mom topic or parenting related topic. And we've started doing these extra episodes. Um, yeah, we're keeping these ones around 20 minutes or so. And we just talk about truly random things. So we've covered everything from like, nostalgic beauty products to social media and just what it's like whatever's on our mind we don't script it or we never really script anything but we don't outline it i'm driving the bus instead of sarah which means it's a bumpy bumpy (laughs) ride um but we have a lot of fun so today we're actually going to talk about hobbies we are i'm a little nervous i feel like i have no hobbies I get That's nervous and I have nothing to say well okay i have a few questions prepared to ask you and i guarantee you're going to have something to say about all of them all right so well, and if I don't, we'll at least stick to our promise of keeping these short. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> See, no pressure all around. Win-win. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, 
Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Okay, Sarah, are you ready for me to quiz you yeah. about your hobbies or lack thereof? Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like maybe to take the pressure off of you, I'll start and just talk yes. a little bit about what I've got going on right now. Yeah. Because as you know, it's kind of funny. People will say, so what do you do for fun? And then I kind of like my eyes glaze over and I go blank and I'm like, nothing. I don't do anything for fun. And then I realize that actually I have a very active um. <laughs> I have a very active life that doesn't have anything to do with parenting or work. It's just that I've done it for so long. It doesn't like to me, it doesn't feel like a hobby. Like, right. I've always thought of a hobby as like knitting. Yeah. I think that's probably where my struggles are, too, is we'll get into this. But like there's a little bit of bleed over crossover in what is work, what is creativity, what is hobbies. So anyway, yeah, yeah, you you go first. I guess for the purpose, the the, for the purposes of this show, I will define a hobby as anything you do that's not work. And is not parenting just because you want to. Okay. Okay. So right. does that help a little bit? Because that can include reading. Yeah, it does. It could include wandering around your neighborhood <laughs> aimlessly for no reason. Like, you know, fitness yeah. could be considered a hobby. Some people yeah. get really just because you want to, though, is yeah. the right. like. So if you're running a triathlon because you just really want to, I consider that a hobby. Yeah. If you're running on the treadmill because you um, otherwise would never fit into your jeans again and, yeah. and feel terrible. And uh, I don't know. That's more I, I know like what a, you mean. a it maintenance. Feels, there's, a, there's, a, there's a feeling inside that makes them think exactly. feel like play or like, right. like diversion, yes. like leisure. Exactly. Leisure. Exactly. Leisure. So, so everybody who's listened to this show for, you know, more than an episode or two probably knows that I do a lot of performance. Um, I am currently both performing in a musical and directing a musical. Um, in all although, your spare time. In all my spare time. The, the directing is a children's show and it is paid. So that is, I am a theater professional now. Nice. It took me a long time, but I got there. 
Uh, it's not a lot of pay, but it is. It does sweeten the pot. I was going to say you could just let everybody think it's just piles of money. Yes, it's piles like so of so much money for yeah for no, directing it, a local children's production. Uh, it's not, but I think it does. It does make it that much easier to give up my Saturday mornings. Yeah, just knowing that there's a little money involved, but the performance is just for the love of it. Um, I am in a production of Hairspray, and it's kind of funny. Right now, we're recording this episode at a completely different time than we usually would, and that's because this weekend is Tech Week. Yeah. Which for those who don't know theater means basically I will do nothing but theater from Sunday through next Sunday for like one full week. You have a kickoff rehearsal on Sundays where you do the tech. So I will stand around on stage in my costume and my makeup and my wig and basically stand there while they light me. And then yep. you'll move to the next scene and then they light you and then you move to the next scene and then they do a sound check and then you do the whole thing over. So it's very tedious. And then yeah. you get into dress rehearsals, which is really fun. Um, and then you have the show and then the whole thing is over and you're like, gosh, I just gave up three months of my life for something that was over in three days. But you know what? You do it. And then you say, I'm never doing this again. And then <laughs> I know I feel then like, you do it again. <laughs> I feel like I've ridden that wave with you now a few times. I mean, you really actively got back into theater. What, like two and a half, three years ago, maybe. So when I three to four. Yeah I, yeah, I would say when I first started knowing you and being in regular contact with you, you were still on your long hiatus. And that's part yes. of hobbies, too, is you can have a long hiatus and go back to things because you like I think when I first started reading your writing and when we were first got together, you still talked about theater as something you used to do a lot and right. would probably get back into. You were not you were not actively doing it as much until the last few years. It feels like. No, that's true. I think the show that I was in that kind of kicked it back off was in 2014. And that was a very small part. Um, and I just did one that year. And then the next year is when I really kind of started. Now I do about two, two shows a year, generally yeah. speaking. Um, so anyway, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of work, but I love it. And that's what makes it a hobby. See what I just did there? Oh, you put a pretty little bow on that. <laughs> I did. I put a bow on it. But, but Sarah, you let it slip that you're doing something today that's very different. Do you want to tell everyone oh what that gosh. is? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I'm going to take a voice lesson today. Um, so I was never as serious about singing as I was about dance. Those who know me well, I, I danced all the way through a like, little professional dance career for a few years in my 20s, ballet and modern and stuff. Um, but I also sang in high school. I sang in choir and madrigals. And I actually took private voice lessons a little bit in high school, but I was never a theater person. So I had dance, dance, which was a very like, I was very much like a classical dancer. So I, was, I didn't do musical theater. I didn't do commercial type stuff. I just did straight dance and then I sang, but somehow they never merged together. So I was never a musical theater person and I never really sang after high school choir and magical um, acapella. Yeah. I I didn't even really realize that you were into singing. I don't know how I I missed that. Well, I sang karaoke at your 40th birthday party. You did. Not super well, but it was You were actually the highlight of the whole night. (laughs) No way. You you sang Stand By Your Man. I did sing Stand By Your Man, but you singing, what's that song? Franny. Oh, Francie. Fancy. Fancy by Reba McIntyre. That was the <laughs> highlight of the night. Okay, we're already well, like down a major wandering road here, but I have video. Now, I could just imagine people listening to this being like, oh my goodness, what did I miss? You have video. Please don't ever let that see the light of day. No. That was, at my, that was on my birthday at the end of a very long night. Let's just put it that way. So I think but, I was messing up the lines and... No, you were. It was amazing. You are the difference. I mean, you obviously are a much more trained vocalist and singer than I am, but I I can sing and I really like to sing. Um, And okay, so can I just tell the backstory? Because I don't have a lot of hobbies. So here's the backstory. And this reveals like a totally, um, I don't know, whatever, superficial reason why I thought of taking voice lessons. I was 
at my kids' piano studio where they take piano once a week and I was reading to Violet. So Allegra and Reed were in their piano lessons. They have them at the same time, but two different teachers. And our piano studio is run by these two sisters who are amazing. I love them. And they also have a voice teacher there at the studio with them. So I was reading aloud to Violet from a book and the voice teacher, who also kind of does some admin for them, comes around the corner and he says, can I just tell you, you have an awesome speaking voice. You have such a good speaking voice. He said, are you have you been trained? And I said, well, no, but I'm a podcaster. So I, you know, that's a high compliment, but I don't have any vocal training either like in radio or anything like that. And he's like, well, and he went into this technical explanation of what my voice does or doesn't do. And I told this to you, Megan, so you explained, but like, I don't, I don't even have any frame of reference for what he was talking about. Um, Things that some people's voices do dipping up and down that mine didn't. And I was like completely flattered. It was like the kind of like compliment that I wasn't expecting. It came from someone who has no reason to give me a compliment. Like he's just a, you know, 20 something dude at the music studio. And I was like, well, that was very nice. Like made my night. But at the same time, there is an adult woman who takes voice lessons at the same time as my kid. And that also kind of put it in my head. Like, oh, like regular adults who aren't aspiring to be on Broadway could take voice lessons. Sure. Yeah, no, I love that. That reminds me of the time I took an adult ballet class. Yeah. Remember that I did that? Yes. Um, I, I, I quit pretty quickly only because I realized that what I really wanted to do is dance and not stand at a bar and do, yeah. uh, positions, which right. is kind of what it yeah. was. And it was fine. Like it would have been a good, it wasn't like a bar class. It wasn't a fitness. No, it was class. a real it was, ballet. It was class. a da- yeah. It was a ballet class, but I was like, I'm never going to advance. Like, yeah. I'm not going to put the time into this required to advance to right. any meaningful degree. So, um, and it was like on a Monday night, which is not a great night. So anyway, all that said, that is kind of interesting that we flip flopped our worlds a little bit. I know. In that way. Yeah. Um, and but I do think, you know, the way um, my voice teacher and I don't I'm not actively taking lessons right now, but the guy who directs a lot of the shows I'm in. And so I've taken a lot of lessons from him. And yeah, he said you can tell a lot about a person, the quality of a person's voice by how they speak. Um, and you can tell a lot about what their singing voice will sound like by okay. the way they speak. And also you can tell by listening to someone talk if they're using their singing voice correctly, if they're, because you can tell so much about the quality and range of their voice through the way they speak, you mm-hmm. can tell if they're kind of forcing something mm-hmm. when they sing um, or if they're not being true to their own vocal quality. I, mm-hmm. think, it's, I think it's all fascinating. I so, think it's really fascinating. And I think that's one thing that drew me to it also is dance is so technical. And because I was a ballet dancer, I was, I mean, I was immersed in technique. Singing for me, other than staying on pitch and a little bit of sight reading, um, because I, I sang in acapella groups and choirs, I never really was given a ton of very specific technique coaching. And I did, I did take private voice lessons just a very little bit uh, my senior year of high school. But I think I'm actually looking forward to sort of like, I don't know, I like technique. I like learning mm-hmm. how things work and how, like, how to do things differently or better. That's part of my personality. So I am kind of excited for that. So that's my new hobby that I haven't started, but I'm going to start in like two hours. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that you're going to come back and, you know, tell us all about it. So I think that's really cool. Okay. Well, we've talked a little bit about what we're doing right now. And maybe if we're trying anything new, I don't think I have anything new on the horizon. I will say one thing that I I tend to really be too hard on myself. Um, You know, I know this is a common theme, right? Yeah. Um, Well, you know that I've been sort of playing around with like dating apps and stuff. And so a question that I get asked a lot is, what do you do for fun? Or like, are you? Do you read? Those oh, are two questions you get asked okay. a lot. Oh, uh, on the dating app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the dating apps or in real life. And you need to have your elevator speech ready. Like, well, the what? thing is, I always want to be like, um, you know, what do I do for fun? Like I said before, I just go blank and I say nothing, which isn't even true at all. 
Um, but the other thing is I'm not currently reading at all because I'm so tired. Like by the time yeah. I get home from a rehearsal. So I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be interesting in a lot of different ways and, um, and well-rounded. Yep. And um, I'm just kind of realizing that I'm not in the point of my life right now where I can do all of the things or dabble in all of the things. And yep. I'm, I'm doing being a performer really well right now. And I'm not doing being a consumer of the written word very well right now. And no, that's okay. I think it's totally okay. I've gone through very, very long seasons of my life where I didn't read at all. And that's someone yeah. with a degree in English literature who always right. thought of myself and you're the same. We're both writers. And there's a lot of like shame associated with identifying yourself as yes. a reader and not reading regularly. Um, I am in a phase of reading since the new year. I've gotten back into the habit of getting up before my kids, which I have been doing for a couple of years, but I, I slipped down a rabbit hole working from five to six. Right. It yep. wasn't super healthy. I mean, it was really healthy right. for our I business. <laughs> um, well, it was, a ne- it was a necessity for a little while. Yeah. I think it helped, but now you don't need to do that anymore. No. So I have been back to reading. That's the only time a day I read. I don't really ever read any other time, but I love it. And, and I, I agree with you. It's just, there are seasons where you don't read at all. And that doesn't mean you're not a reader. Right. Absolutely. Hey, that reminds me. Um, speaking of things that we used to do and stop doing or vice versa, um, I stopped writing anything of meaning for a very long time and have been dabbling with personal writing again. I yeah, wrote the little, well, I wrote the letter for our most recent newsletter. Oh, and yes. Wait, you it guys, just turned you into an not, essay. Yeah. If you are not signed up for a newsletter, we just really kicked it off this year. And Katie and Megan and I are taking turns kind of authoring the opening message. And I did the first one and it was fine. And then Megan did the next month and it was like this beautiful full-blown essay i was like well show us up i I really just just meant to sit down and write a letter and then i thought oh i have some things to say and what was really cool about it when i stopped writing i did not miss it i I really thought that i would i had written so much so many words for so many years and i just stopped and didn't miss it until suddenly i did but i couldn't find a way to get myself back in to it until you were like megan we need you to write a letter do it you have a deadline and so deadlines really work. Yep. And I had a theme in mind and I just sat down and started writing. So then that led me to want to blog again. So I'm not sure hundred percent sure if I'm ready to share it yet. I guess it'll be a surprise. Go check out the show notes and you'll find <laughs> out if I'm ready to share it or not yet. But I did start a small personal blog, nothing to do with my professional website at all. Um, just to write about sort of the life transition I'm in. So I have one post up, maybe another one by the time this goes live. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll share it. Maybe I won't. But it was okay. a lot about the, the headspace I was in that led to me stopping writing and then why I just kind of decided to start again. And so that, yeah, that well, was one of those things I put on hold and then I got back to it. You always can. I, you always can. And one thing I want to say about that is I think you've landed on something that a lot of people can identify with, which is anytime a hobby becomes either a career or a side hustle or even just a really intense hobby where now there are expectations around it and deadlines and it's sort of consuming which sometimes happens because you really, really love the hobby. But then the flip side of that is it sometimes doesn't feel fun anymore or doesn't feel like playful and creative and spontaneous and something you do by choice. And I think probably writing for you because it was you were a professional, you were a magazine writer and then a professional blogger for 15 years. So writing for fun kind of maybe lost a little bit of the fun and you have to be away for long enough to like decide, okay, I can do this. I mean, that's right. totally and I don't how, have to have. Yeah. yeah. And remember, we, you and I even had conversations where it's like, should I start blogging under my yeah, my Megan Francis site? Should I start blogging again somewhere else? And the answer for me was just no. Like the answer for me was to do it this completely different way for now. And yeah. we'll see. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And I, we've had like book ideas we've tossed around. And I've tossed around and I just couldn't get my heart in them because it would have been for work. It would have yeah. felt like work. And so. you know how you know how much work it is. That's the other thing. Right. It's when you're starting a brand new hobby, you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't know any better. So you're like, yes. sure, I could Blissful run a ignorance. marathon or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I do want to, before we wrap up, because we're actually almost at 20 minutes, believe it or not. And all we've really talked about is dancing, singing and writing, which is I mean, those are the awesome. best things in life. They are about the best cheese things. and wine. But I mean, <laughs> are those hobbies? Is eating cheese and drinking wine a hobby? It probably For actually sure is. it should be. Yes, it is. It is. OK, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um, I wanted to ask you a question that I think this will be fun and this will be very relatable. So what hobbies have you tried and abandoned? That's a, that's a good And one. I can start. You have I can to start. start. I have to think. Because for me, anything having to do with textiles, <laughs> and I have tried many textile-based hobbies and ultimately have abandoned all of them. And that includes learning to embroider, which I really enjoyed. And I, I choose to look at that as that was a, just a fun thing to learn. And I didn't have to have a finished product because my, the first project I started was like kind of like a learning. Um, it was this big tree and the whole point of it was like you were supposed to learn a different stitch with each flower. So there's all oh, these yeah. blooms on the tree. I remember the pictures. Yeah. It took forever and I'm only like half done. Now the cool thing is I learned a lot of stitches. So if I get back to it, I can just pick one or two stitches and you know, 
just do that. Yeah. Um, but the <laughs> the reality is I've had an unfinished, I've had a couple of unfinished projects sitting out. I've never, I learned how to knit in high school. And ever since then, every time I've picked up a knitting project, it's like, I can't remember how to do it. I know. I, like, my hands yeah. won't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so all of anything like that involves thread or yarn, I've started and, those are and so, quit. It's so fun to start those projects. Like, yeah. I just love a fabric, a good fabric store or a good, yes. like, picking out colors or something like just limitless possibilities. But yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, a couple that came to mind for me is one was personal blogging. Like when you, when I met you, oh, yeah. I was starting to write a little bit, but I, I would, I tried to have a personal blog. I didn't ever do it very well. And then I would always get distracted into things like I do really well, which is editing other people's work or, you know, working as kind of like a content manager and like being more on the strategy side. And the truth is I really like that stuff too. It's really, I mean, it's a good fit for me, but it always got muddied in the like, what do I want to do? Do I want to have a blog or do I want to be in the business of blogging? And I never really wanted to have a blog. So that was, yeah. but it was something I thought that I would, like I, I tried to be a blogger and did not succeed. Um, photography, I would say is, has been a hobby of mine for the last five years, probably. And I wouldn't say I've abandoned it, but I will say that the iPhone camera keeps getting better and better. And so yes. I sometimes leave my DSLR on the shelf. And then every time I get it out, I'm so happy I did. I mean, I worked really hard to teach myself how to shoot in manual. And that is something that felt really good because it was so different than anything I'd ever done. And I was totally self-taught. Um, but I will say that the better the iPhone camera gets, the, the easier it is to abandon the big camera. You know, one thing that popped into my head as you were talking and doesn't have anything to do with photography, but kind of does. Um, I used to really consider homemaking kind of stuff like cooking and baking and decorating to be hobbies of mine mm -hmm. and I have not for a while but I'm moving into a different house and mm -hmm. I'm kind of looking forward to like reorganizing and yes. the pleasure that you get from that and so that's something that like I never abandoned it fully I just kind of stopped yeah <laughs> and I'm looking forward to getting back into that that's something I'm excited that I'm for you for that because I think moving is a great opportunity and i'm i need to like get on that bandwagon with you we we got had our house painted in january and yeah took everything off the wall and it's march 14th and i have almost nothing back on the wall i thought it was going to be so fun to like redecorate with a clean slate and have freshly painted yeah. walls and i'm just kind of finding it discouraging so i need yeah. to get back on that hobby well we'll have lots of i think we're gonna have a lot of home related content yeah. this yeah. spring because i'm moving from uh about 28 to 2,800 to 3,000 square feet into about 1,200. So, Ooh. yep, it's going to get cozy. Gonna be cozy. Yep. So, um, but I'm looking forward to it. So there, there you go. That's something that some people think is a hobby and some people think is a necessity, which I guess it just goes to show you that a hobby is in the eyes of the hobbyist. Yeah. And that it changes over time. Like, right. You know, you can pick something up and put it down. And yeah. one, the thing that feels like work could be a hobby at another time of your life. Yeah. Well, we want to hear what you guys do for fun. Yeah. I want to know where our theater people are at. We've heard from a few of them. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe I we need to nerd out over like Broadway uh, show tunes and stuff well, more that often. For sure. Should be a more than mom. episode. <laughs> exactly. Or five or five. We could probably <laughs> we'll keep it decade going. Decade by decade. <laughs> 1960s yeah. music. Yes. 1970s music. I would love that. Um, all right. This has been fun, you guys. This well, has been if fun. we mentioned anything to link to, it'll be at themomhour.com. We will. You should, because you should go sign up for our email list so you can get beautiful essays like my.
Um, oh, and I think, you know, what? I think I am going to go ahead and share that blog title. I've, I've just decided or my blog URL. OK, so now you have to go um, to the show notes. guys. And look for yep, got to go to the show notes. It's going to be there. And hopefully maybe this will inspire me to get another post up before this goes live. But again, going into tech week, who knows? Who knows? I may lose my mind before Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you. We'll be back on Tuesday with a parenting yeah. episode. See you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.